With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. But sometimes non-sports stories in sports intersect, and that's what's happening now with the coronavirus. Golden State Warriors are planning to play uh, foreseeable home games at the Chase Center without fans in attendance. There will be a call between the team and the NBA this afternoon regarding how to proceed. Uh, obviously, part of the, the epicenter of one of the outbreaks of the coronavirus is Seattle. There's also in Westchester County, which is just outside of New York City, in New Rochelle, New York, like that entire town is quarantined. Like it's, we're, we're in a, a different and strange, and I, I would say scary place. And look, I, I, I do actually admire and like Clay Travis. And I think the idea of what he's trying to sell you on in the morning, which is like, let's not, this is, 
there are people in places that are panicking when there's no reason to panic just yet. That's fine, but the stats in this particular case are not keeping up with the reality, right? Like this is, there's a little bit of steroids in baseball. Uh, well, you know, they weren't testing for it. Like you're not testing for the coronavirus. They're not tests available. We can't get a real determination out of how many people actually have something. And then of course, there's the which strain of it do you have and is even the second strain continue to mutate, which is the big problem because now you're, now it's a moving target. So I, I guess this is, this is my question to you. And I don't do this often, but we're going to do a little bit of it today. I offered it up on Twitter, and it's a really good question. Because I'm asking myself this today. So just so you know, my, my plan is I have my, our show tomorrow, and then I'm catching a red eye to Indy. Friday, I'll broadcast, I think, two Big Ten tournament games on radio. Saturday, the two semifinals on radio. Sunday, I'll do it as well. Monday, I'm supposed to do a show for uh, my friends at Stadium, which is in Chicago, and then come back and talk about all the terms. So the question becomes for me, somebody who I have three kids at home, only one is 10, you know, it's supposed to be 10 and under. I do have a kid, one of my children does, she does have some lung and breathing issues, right? So we're especially cautious of her. Otherwise, we're totally healthy. My mom is in her mid-70s. So to this point, I've actually told her like, look, I'm, I can come by and, and help you with the dog, but I, I kind of want to stay away because I don't know what I'm carrying, you know, and I, I would hate for, I mean, you know, she's a senior citizen. So my question to you is, so next week is like a national holiday. I've never been to Vegas for the NCAA tournament. I'm thinking about going. The problem is that Thursday is my son's birthday and we have a baseball game as well. And like Friday, we have like a parent teacher conference with one of my other kids. I'm like, ah, so I, I, the question to you is what is it going to get you to not do what you normally do? You know, like I've been to final fours now. I don't know how many consecutive years since I've been, you know, working with CBS, working with it with Fox, working with it with ESPN. And then as a kid, like this was always our family thing. And I'd like to take my son. I, I think we're at the point where we're like a week away. If it gets pronounced the worse, and playing the final four in front of no fans. It, it sounds crazy to think about. And then you're like, why would we, why would we not? Why would we not? And if you want to take the traditional ugly American stance, like what are the chances? If only one person becomes infected with the virus and that person gets sick and, and dies or that person passes it on to somebody else, is that enough? When it was preventable. We, we're, we're going after a moving target here. I'm reasonable about it as well. I, I would hope that because I'm fully healthy, because my immune system is really, really strong, that I'll be fine. But I'm concerned about other people around me. I think that's a reasonable thing. So my question to you is, what is it going to take? What sort of proof do you need of the dangers of this thing to, for example, not go to Vegas next week or not go to the Final Four or to cancel. Like, it's easy to cancel a trip maybe to Italy. Like, well, you know, like, I'll just push you back or push you back a couple months, whatever. I have, a, I, have a, I have some friends in a town called Canton, Connecticut. 
Can Connecticut is, I've lived a lot of places. It's my favorite. Um, it's like 8,000 people. It's a town 30 minutes outside of Hartford. It's right on the border of when it becomes very, very rural, but most about half of the town is kind of suburban, one family, two car garage homes. A buddy of mine named Paul Ambrose, Ambrose, who's a, uh, he works in the financial sector. Literally, he's lived there for, I don't know, 20 years. But the reason he hadn't moved over the last 10 and he commuted to New York City, which is like an hour and 45, two hours away, would stay some nights, most nights in the city, was because he, had, he, he made a full court basketball court in his backyard. His sons played in that backyard. All of their AAU teams, their rec teams, their high school teams, like this is, is their court. They grew up playing together. The Canton girls and boys team both won their section, won their league, are getting ready to play in the state tournament. This is his son's, like his son's not a college basketball player. You know, maybe like an NAIA or a Division three level. He's a very good student. He's a good player. You know, we're talking small town Connecticut basketball. And their games got canceled yesterday. Now, you could easily make the argument, hey, why can't they just play in front of no fans? I, I think the argument would be like, look, you're playing basketball. You don't know who else is infected. All it takes is one person. It spreads to the entire team. Then do you tell parents they can't come? Then are we defeating the whole purpose of closing it down if the parents are there anyway? And oh yeah, by the way, while you may not catch anything at the game, it's simply going to the game, in the gym, in the locker room, on the bus, in a restaurant. That's where you catch the thing anyway. That's a hard, a hard decision. Like, what you're talking about seniors in high school that will never play competitive sports again, a chance to win a state championship. And you're like, yeah, you can't do it. It's a hard decision. You don't just like, it's not just sign a paper and make it go away. On the other hand, on the other hand, and this is important. On the other hand, I think it's, you, you want to be safe and you don't want to put anybody in harm's way. You don't want that as, hey, remember that, that state basketball tournament that you easily could have canceled? You let it go on as planned and these three kids got sick and then their parent, grandparents got sick and one of their grandparents died. Like, you don't want that on your conscience. What is it going to get to take to make you want to pull out of an event you're in, not go to the Final Four, not go to Vegas, not feel bad about them canceling one of your kids' events. 877-99 on Fox. Music, I'll ask you. You don't have any kids. Um, so you have a different perspective, but you are in your 20s. And supposedly, you know, we've been told it doesn't affect a ton of people unless your immune system is compromised. I just read an article about a PA that's a physician's assistant who became infected. He's 32 years old of perfect health, and he's really, really sick. I, I guess my question to you is, what would it take for you to, for example, not go to Vegas next weekend if you're going? I think we've officially reached that point to where government commit or organizations and health organizations are officially gathering and saying that we are to the point that large gatherings should no longer be something that we do. And I know not every large sporting event and group gatherings, but now that they're officially being canceled i think now i'm to the point to where i'd say okay i'm gonna take their advice that's sort of how i've always been with this situation the entire time 
is I'm not personally going to overreact because I don't know any better. So I'm going to sort of follow the advice of what, you know, the health organizations are going to say. So that's, I would say now we've officially reached that point since they're canceling events or saying that they should play in front of empty arenas. Ramos is different for you. You have a newborn. Right, you got a, you have a baby. So That's correct, right? And and now I'm not going to ask about Suzanne and what she's doing. It should be pointed out that when children are still breastfeeding, their immune system is actually very very good. It's one of the reasons that 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 moms uh, nurse longer than maybe even even our parents did because they've done a lot of studies. But um, your kids both play a ton of sports. Um, they're involved in a lot of school stuff. My guess is. We're, we're not far away from schools getting shut down for some period of some period of time. Uh, what what about your hesitance? Like, if your kids have soccer and softball this weekend, are you going to send them? Yes, I will send them to sporting events because I feel like they're um, they're not quite like a large gathering. But we have talked with with Lucas and Sarah about being clean and and washing their hands and and not touching other kids that are you know. There's no need to do that. Just to kind of you know, be a participant in what's going on, but to also be, you know, hygiene, to be, have a good hygiene and stuff like that. So I think we're, we're smart in what we're telling them. Um, but also we're also cognizant of, of what's going on as well. So, um, I think we're doing a good job with them. There's, there's kids. And so to them, they think they're invincible, you know, as most kids do. Uh, but, uh, they do have to, um, listen to their parents in this particular sense, I believe. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Okay. Uh, Buyer, what about you? Now, uh, no kids, married. Uh, You just got back from a trip from Indiana. We have no idea what you're harboring, what you're carrying. Uh, What would it take to get you to not go on a guy's trip? Well, yeah, and I actually have a guy's trip coming up in a couple of weeks. Tickets to the Masters, going to go to a Braves game, maybe go to the, you know, title game if there is one. And I'm just kind of waiting to see if they're not going to let us go, because if they let us go, then I'm going to go. So I'm just waiting. If I, I, I will plan on going until they tell me that I can't go. Um, I just feel that they know more about it than, than I would. And I do want to go. And if they feel that it's safe, especially too, because now so many other things are being shut down that maybe there's reasons why things that may not be the best answer in the world, but. If they're going to let fans to Augusta National that week, then I'm going to go. It's hmm. a really hard one, right? Like, let's say it's Augusta National and you've been before. Imagine if you've never been before. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. Like, imagine right. if it's like, hey, I've always, 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 always wanted to go. Always wanted to go. Um, but I, I just, I can't go because of the coronavirus or... You know, it's a hard thing. Like it's a, it's a very selfless thing to go. Hey, my my wife and kids at home, or I don't want to track this thing down. I, I think a big portion of it is uh, we've and and this is part of it is we as the media have done this to ourselves. I, I don't want to put all the blame on the president. Like the president and his fake news thing um, has pointed out that there have been plenty of inaccur- inaccuracies or half the half the truth being told by both sides it's embarrassing to anyone who's in the business that there are quote unquote news organizations that only lean to one side or the other and if you don't 
you actually, it's harder to make money. Right? Like the, the, the straight down the middle, tell it like it is, down the center from politics to media talk or whatever, that actually doesn't make the money. It's you got to be out to one of the fringes. And that's caused both sides to tell whether it's mistruths or half-truths about what the other side is doing. But it's also caused fictitious storytelling. And, you know, look, I don't think the president helps it out at all. I think it makes it worse when he says that certain news organizations are enemies of the state. That's awful. You can't, that, that's, the, the news is what makes us a free democracy. One of the things that makes us a, a democracy and, and our civil liberties not being violated, right? A chance to, to have checks and balances. On the other hand, like media has done this to themselves. I think a good portion of it is nobody knows who to trust anymore. And so when they say, hey, trust me, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Like, yeah, does it really affect me? You know, I don't have little kids. I'm not a senior citizen. I'm in the middle. Dan, go ahead. Doug, just uh, the Ivy League just released a statement uh, within the past 15 minutes that they are canceling all spring athletics practice and competition through the remainder of the academic year. So spring sports for the Ivy League are being shut down because of COVID-19. It's fascinating, though, that the things that are still going on and the things that are not, right? Like the Ivy League, they're out ahead of it. They canceled their conference tournament. The Harvard guys got ticked. They finished in second place. They wanted another shot uh, at, at the title. They're not going to get it. So Yale's going to go and play in the NCAA tournament. Like, they're mad. Like, okay, now you're canceling all spring events for the foreseeable future. Meanwhile, you know, Madison Square Garden, they start the Big East tournament tonight. Like, yep, yeah, we're, we're going to keep going. Like, you're in New York City. So it, it is, it's hard to know, okay, are they playing these things because they're just so pot committed financially that they can't wipe it off the books or is it for a different reason? Is it because it's way worse than we're being told? And that's what it feels like. It, it feels like, man, they wouldn't be doing all this stuff unless it was way worse. On the other hand, we've seen panic set in before with the uh, hurricanes coming and you, you, you know, you batten up that batten down the hatches. And most times the hurricane is not as bad as the worst possible scenario. Thankfully so. But occasionally it is, which is what we're hoping doesn't happen here with the coronavirus. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Rob Dowster covers college hoops for NBC Sports. Uh, you can also see him on Stadium with my man Jeff Goodman on a weekly basis. Dowster, what's, what's the likelihood you think that we get to a, a Final Four that has no fans? I think it might end up being pretty likely, man. It, it seems like every time I go and I, I check Twitter or I check my email, there's another statement coming out about um, someone canceling a game, someone canceling uh, media access, um, fans not being allowed into a certain tournament. So I would not be surprised if uh, we are playing in a dome with nothing but uh, the fans, their parents, and, and you know, hopefully media, man. I already booked my flight in my hotel. I, I don't know if I can get that back. Okay, so let, let's. there's a couple of things here. Let, let's start with the no media in the locker room thing. I kind of feel like that's going to be the, the – it's like the – remember the guy who was the shoe bomber? And he was like one guy he tried to put a bomb in his shoe. He got caught. So now we all have to take off our shoes. I feel like this has been coming for a long time. And this is going to be athletes' way to get out of ever having media. And I don't know if media belonged in the locker room before. The problem is the guys can duck out the back door, right? Where you can't duck out your locker room. It does feel like this is a policy that will be enacted. And then it, even after the coronavirus uh, uh, gets, gets cured, uh, it'll, it'll still be around. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I kind of get it on, on the one hand. Like, it's always awkward when you go into a locker room and you interview someone that's wearing nothing but just a towel. Like, it's, it, it's, it's weird doing that, and I've never felt comfortable doing that. But uh, the locker room access is – the reason it's important is because it allows you to, like, get to know some of the people that you're talking to and interviewing you know, someone face-to-face or talking to, like, an assistant coach off the record or, uh, uh, you know, seeing the facial reactions of someone when you're actually having a conversation instead of, you know, sitting in the chair and asking someone a question and sitting up on, on a stage. You can kind of get a conversation. And the result is that, like, the stories that you get and the content you get and, and all the coverage you get of your favorite sport teams are going to get just that much better. It's the way that you actually get uh, to know someone through the media and the access that they are able to get and the stories that they are able to tell. So um, I understand why athletes would not want media in the locker room. Uh, but I do think that as a sports fan, it's something that you should probably be in favor of. It just it makes the content that much better that you're able to get. It is crazy, though, that here we are, like Dayton, which, you know, one of the reasons they get the first four is because people show up and now they're not going to be allowed to show up. Yeah, I know. That's, that's part of the reason it's so good is because at Arena, it'll be two games like Texas Southern and, and Robert Morris, and there will be 15,000 Dayton basketball fans in the arena filling it up. It's a great basketball city, and you know it's unfortunate for them. I, I feel like they've kind of embraced this idea that they are the the town that is able to host the first four, and um, it seems like they really do enjoy kind of the the atmosphere and the environment and the event of it. And, and you know it's going to be different. And I, you know I I played Division three basketball, Doug, so I know what it's like playing in front of a you know an empty gym with no fans in it, and it's it's very very weird. The one thing that I do think uh, might actually be kind of interesting about this is that I'm sure like the mics are going to be able to pick up everything that's said on the floor, everything that's said in the huddle. So if CBS and Turner, if they're smart, they should just mic everybody up. And instead of having an event where, um, you know, it has this great environment with fans, at least now we can hear all these guys, you know, kind of talking junk to each other and and hearing what the coaches are calling. I think that might actually be pretty interesting. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's Rob Dowster from NBC Sports. All right, let's, let's get to the actual uh, gameplay that, 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 that's going on. Uh, do we know who's actually really good? <laughs> I, I think Kansas is. You know, I think Kansas is the one team where I can sit here and say, okay, I feel really confident in their ability to get to a Final Four. They can really guard. I love the way that uh, Bill has kind of built his offense around 
um, you know, Devin Dotson and, and Marcus Garrett driving and using Yudoka as a bookie as like a rim runner and a, a lob catching five. Um, and I also think I've kind of reached the point where I really trust Michigan State. Uh, you know, for me, the difference is Rocket Watts uh, coming on over the course of the last three or four weeks and being kind of that more consistent presence. And um, Aaron Henry kind of embracing this role of like the do it all three slash four forward. So uh, if you can give me um, a team that has Tom Izzo and a team that has Cassius Winston with a couple of other options on that roster that are able to kind of carry some of that scoring load, I, I think that's a team that I actually trust. And um, but beyond that, I don't I don't actually know if anyone is is really good enough for me to kind of say, okay, that's going to be a team that I'm going to pencil into the Final Four regardless of what their draw is. You know, what's, what's fascinating to me, Rob Dowster joining us, NBC Sports, is as much as there is clearly a year where there's no, uh, there, there aren't just a couple of dominant teams in terms of personnel. If you, yeah, before the year, Michigan State was picked to win the Big Ten, they win the Big Ten. Kansas picked to win the Big 12, they win the Big 12. Oregon picked to win the Pac 12, they win the Pac 12. Kentucky picked to win the SEC, they win the SEC. It's like, I, I Nova wins the, the Big East, right? I know it's a three-way tie, and I know that Creighton's a surprise, but it is interesting how we ended up regressing to the mean and what we expected to start ends up being the expectation at the start at the finish. It's just a weird way to get there. Yeah, and I also think it's worth noting that um, you know teams like Creighton are the ones that kind of uh, woke up and, and made a little bit of a run, and someone like a Seton Hall who, uh, you know, they were I think they were ranked, what, like 15th in the preseason, but there were people that doubted whether or not a team that was basically like a, a bubble team last year and brought back the exact same team would be able to make a run. They clearly took a step forward. So I think more than anything, it just kind of uh, evened the playing field a little bit. Like we didn't see anybody really run away with their league outside of Kansas. Um, and I think, you know, that made for a better season in terms of the quality of the games and, and, and at least the excitement of the games that we were able to watch. It seemed like every night, uh, whether someone was on the road or at home, you were going to see a good game and, and something that was at least close. Who's the biggest name team that you think will get left out of the tournament? Oh, man. I think that Texas Tech is probably going to end up on the wrong side of the bubble. Um, it, it feels weird to say that because I, I just I love Chris Beard as a coach, uh, and they're coming off of that run to the uh, national title game last season, but they just don't have the wins for me. You know, you look and they have seven wins against quad one and quad two opponents. They, they beat Louisville on a neutral floor, and they beat West Virginia at home, but that's really it for quality wins that they have. And they played eight teams that rank outside of the top 200 during non-conference play. And I, I just, I don't think that they have done enough this season to be able to get in and be able to get on the right side of the bubble. I think that uh, UCLA might actually be the most interesting bubble team. You know, they have four really, really good wins if you want to use the net as kind of your guide for how you value how good a win is. But those wins are Arizona and Colorado. And Arizona's top 15 in the net, and I don't think Arizona's a top 15 in the sport, uh, top 15 team in the sport, and Colorado was top 25 in that, and I don't think it top, uh, that Colorado was a top 25 team in the sport. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how the committee kind of evaluates all of that with the fact that UCLA is ranked 76th in that right now. Yeah, I, I don't see the UCLA thing as much as other people do. Um, as like Whereas I, I, I do think Texas Tech is better than their record, but you have to... You have to buy into them being on the. They did lose to Oklahoma. They did lose to Oklahoma State. You know, to well, you know, Oklahoma State's absolutely not a tournament team. And you know, these are games which okay, you can make up for if you have the big wins. But they couldn't beat Kansas. They couldn't beat Kentucky. Those were close games, but losses at home. They've had. You know, the thing about the Big Twelve is you do get the equal number of opportunities at home 
to win those games, and they just didn't beat the didn't beat the better teams that you need to beat uh, enough. It'll it'll be fascinating fascinating to see. Um, how much does not having the fans do you think affect the outcome or the potential to not have the fans affect the outcome of some of of teams in the tournament? Well, I think it just kind of ruins what the event actually is. You know, we see these neutral site non-conference games all the time during November and December when you're getting like 800 fans uh, going to some event that's in like the, the Bahamas or in um, the Virgin Islands or whatever. They end up playing some of these events. And, you know, I've, I've been to games at the Barclays Center where you're, you have like Wisconsin and New Mexico playing and there's nobody in the stands. And it's just... It's very different than what you expect the NCAA tournament to be. Like the the best part about college basketball is, um, it's, it's the NCAA tournament and the excitement and obviously the gambling that comes along with that. But it's the environment of the sport. It's the fact that you have all these fans. It's the fact that you have this building that has fifty percent fans of one fan base and fifty percent fans um, from another fan base, and, and that's what makes it so good. It's not always the quality of the basketball because, frankly, the level of play in some of these games is not going to be all that high. Uh, so not having the fans there, it kind of ruins the experience. I don't know if it'll ruin the event, uh, but it does take away from a little bit of what makes college basketball uh, the sport that so many of us love. I'll only tell you, like, I've done, so I've called a bunch of these games, you know, my five years of CBS. Um, and I don't think the environment in the first and second round, th- there are some good environments, but by and large, that's really not, it's a TV event. Like, I don't know if they'll be missed. When you get to the Sweet 16 now, that now all of a sudden it becomes... The Sweet 16s are really the best environments. Um, Final Fours recently have been really good, um, but the Final Four is just, you know, there's... It depends upon the schools are in it. You know, there's a lot of non... I don't care about my school, whereas, you know, like Madison Square Garden, you get the right teams, you get Duke in there, and you're going to have you know, unique fan bases and four of them in a Sweet 16 quadrant. So I'm, I'm with you there. I don't know if they'll be as missed first and second weekend. I would tell you that the CBS and Turner folks would be pretty happy because everybody would be watching on TV. But this is just and, – and kids will probably be home from school. So it's, it's a weird, weird deal. Uh, last thing, player of the year. Who's your player of the year? I think it's got to be Obi Toppin. I love Luca Garza, uh, but for me, um, you know, Obi plays both sides of the floor. And it's just – you know, what he allows Dayton to be able to do offensively, like he's the piece that kind of brings everything together. And he just so happens to be a top 10 pick. And he's a guy averaging 20 points, um, eight boards, and shooting 39% from three. I think it's Obi Toppin. Yeah, I guess my only question is uh, level of play. And when you step down on level of play, the, the personnel group that's affected the most is the big guys. You know, whereas in the Big Ten, you're playing against a much higher caliber of player. And I will grant you that Obi Toppin, you know, looked the part when he played in Maui against some of the top competition in the country. But I, I still, I mean, I think all of us would concede that the Big Big Ten big men are much better than A-10 big men, not only this year, but by and large. And that, that's the one part that would skew me more to Luca Garza, even though, like you said, he's a one-end player. Rob Douster, follow him on social media, follow his work at NBC Sports. You see him on Stadium as well. Douster, great stuff. Enjoy the tournament. Appreciate you joining us. Good catching up, man. Thanks for having me on. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get you to Dan Beyer. Uh, Dan, you got breaking news for us. Breaking news from Fox Sports. NCAA President Mark Emmert has released a statement, and as part of the statement, the NCAA says this. Based on the advice and discussions with the NCAA Board of Governors, I have made the decision to conduct our upcoming championship events, including the Division I men's and women's basketball tournaments, with only essential staff and limited family attendance. While I understand how disappointing this is for all fans of our sports, my decision is based on the current understanding of how COVID-19 is progressing in the United States. The decision is in the best interest of public health, including that of coaches, administrators, fans, and most importantly, our student-athletes. So, again... Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, says the upcoming men's and women's Division I basketball tournaments will only be attended by essential staff and limited family attendance. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Crazy. Now, the TV numbers will obviously be very, very good. I'll be watching on TV. But that is playing in empty gyms, which, honestly, I don't think it affects the games nearly as, especially the first and second round games. Those places aren't, I've done those games they're not re- end of the first game, start of the second. That's when they're really kind of full, but they're usually not crazy full. Sweet 16 and Final Four. So, what does that mean for? Does that mean for the Final Four as well? That is what the statement says. Division One and men's and women's tournaments. Wow. Wow. Oh man, that that's crazy. They say yes, they will. Con- I was just going to say they will continue to monitor uh, and make adjustments as needed, but that is the plan going forward. I find the limited family attendance thing interesting because I guess I understand because they're college athletes. So you, I mean, you even though they're technically adults, maybe you need their families there. But I wonder how much they're monitoring what the families are doing prior to when they are going to arrive at the tournament in a week. Because you would what think you, if they're mean? being this care- this careful about how easily this is contracted and spread and what we know about how long it takes for symptoms to fully set on, you would think that it would just be essential personnel only and players. But they are extending it out to people's families. Yeah. Um, I, I think they think they think those people have already, they're already pot committed to traveling around with their kids. It's going to be their last chance to see their kids play. I don't understand the families thing either. 
But like the NCAA is one of those can't win organizations anyway. So they're probably just. Oh, like, no, I'm not. I'm not like trying to be super critical of them for it. I just find that interesting. Like this is such a massive step in a direction that we've never really seen before. The fact that they are, they've already made the decision and look, they could change that. And it's not as if anyone would be surprised if they said, nope, we have to cut off families now. I just find it interesting that they did sit down, meet, discuss it and said, no fans, but limited family. That's just the part that stuck out to me. I'm just, I'm just like kind of blown away. Like, look, Full disclosure, we got up this morning and we usually, Ryan and I usually talk in the morning. And yesterday I was doing the herd and I was like, hey, are we going to talk about the coronavirus thing? They're like, yeah, it's not really in sports just yet. Like it's kind of getting there. This is, you know, six, seven in the morning yesterday, West Coast time. And I remember walking out to the sound stage, right, where you, you, we shoot the herd. And one of the producers like, yeah, let's just stay away from it. You know, it's everywhere else. We don't need like there's plenty to talk about in sports. Now, this is the overwhelming number one story. Overwhelming number one story. It is crazy how big this is. I guess now my question would be, do you need to do it in the Georgia Dome, though? Right. Did that's ex- that's a huge space, really expensive. If you're just going to have friends and family, why not play down the street at Georgia Tech where it's a smaller, you can still get all the same camera shots, same length court, you know, just not as cavernous. It won't look as bad. Hell, you could play it in the Hawks practice gym. I'm sure they have a, a, pra- a gym where they play there and maybe that's not becoming of an NCAA champion, but does it matter? Like You'd rather have 75,000 empty seats? This stunning, stunning news. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.